In just over one month, the annual Doctrine and Devotion Conference is happening. It'll be going down Friday and Saturday, September 18th and 19th, right here in the St. Charles, Illinois area. Stay tuned for more details. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. This is a podcast that, uh, you know, covers Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I am the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah. My wife, she's now, she's taking kickboxing at the UFC gym. Man, she is getting ready to fight you. And she's now enrolled in Jiu-Jitsu. She's ready to beat you up, bro. Yeah. Kickboxing doesn't... I'm not afraid of the kickboxing thing as really? much. Really? No. How? Uh, why? Because you get in close and you take it to the ground. But on the ground... Yeah. No, yeah on the ground, jiu-jitsu, that's no... There's no... I'm I'm dead. I'm so dead. If she knows any... If she learns one move, I'm dead. Which means I'm, I'm dead. Yeah, you're dead. You're done. It was nice <sighs> knowing you. I don't know what you did to like... I think I inspired her to become her best self. That's what it was. Is that what it, yeah. you inspired she was like, her? Yeah, I inspired her. Like, you got to go out there and mm. become the woman you're, you mm-hmm. want to be, the woman God's called you to be. And yeah. now she's doing this stuff. So here's the thing is yeah. I, I know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't say this, you know, yeah. like I know you, you've never uh, uh, hurt your wife. So it's just, there's no. no fear there. No, 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 no. But I do know you annoy your wife. Yes, I And so I'm wondering that, uh, you're, that you hit a new level of yeah. annoyance that she's like, I got to take care of this guy. Yeah, well, we have gotten physical before. Well, you do have four kids. Yeah. I don't mean physical like that. I mean, we wrestle. We'll wrestle, you know, and like, you know, I feel like this is a little bit of a private conversation. (laughs) Wrestle. And so like in the past, like we we haven't wrestled recently. We used to wrestle like, you know, play around and Mm -hmm. she's got, and you're on the bottom. She's got, nope, nope. I get on top. I'm holding her and then she tries to roll over. Then she like reverses it. You know, no, she, half Nelson. She can't because I'm, I'm so much heavier than she is. Like you are. She's waiting. She is. She's but she's got this wiry strength, so I can't. She's got can't a control, say it again? wiry strength because she's real thin, <laughs> uh-huh. but it's like lots of strength, and I can't mm-hmm. move her arms. Like she'll lock them up, and I can't move them, but I can pin her down. And like it, my my move here's my move. My move used to be, I would I would hold her wrists, and then I would try to swing my my foot without a shoe or sock on it up to her face. What and is try wrong to put with my you? Foot on her face. Oh, because it's horrible. No, that is horrible. horrible. That is disgusting. Yeah. But then. No, don't do that. That's oh, I, demeaning. No, it, it doesn't that is work. demeaning. I would try, it's not demeaning. Yes, no, it, it is. It, You're, yes, it, that is demeaning. It's don't exalting. Do it's exalting. No, it is yeah, not. I am super exalted. No, but yo, you are. That. You, that is demeaning. Do not do oh, that. That well, is gross and disgusting. I definitely. You don't sit there and take your Foot yeah, when you're wrestling, on, sure. Not, you, not when you're wrestling your wife. Oh, you don't yeah, put your yeah, foot no, and put it on your that. wife's face. Well, here's the thing. Every time I've tried to do that, she grabs my foot and uh, I start this, screaming. I can't handle it. Wait, so, wait, wait. Yeah. She grabs she, your oh, foot? She will grab that foot. Like tickle you? Yeah. And so I, she, oh, let me get this straight. I, I can't. You get tickled mm-hmm. and you can't handle it. No, it, I scream like Homer Simpson. Do you know? All right. Okay. Bad news. Bad news. Yeah, man. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm not going to wrestle anymore now that she's doing the jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. She'll just hold me down. Tickle so me maybe the, I guess that's why that she took it. She's like, this guy annoyed me so much. Putting yeah. his, trying putting to put his, his feet on my face. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Trying to demean me, make yeah. me feel lesser. No, I wasn't trying to make her feel lesser. I was trying to make her feel, you know, submissive. Wor- no, worthy. Like, I, like, I don't, no I, I don't to do that. that to just any woman because they're not worthy. 
But my wife. Your wife is yeah. worthy of your foot on her face? You know how mad she would be if she caught me wrestling some other woman and put my feet on her face? First of all, she'll just be mad that you're wrestling another <laughs> woman. It had nothing to do with the feet on the face. It's not like she'd be like, oh, yeah, go ahead and wrestle, Joey. Yeah. But that foot better not be on that girl's face. It all goes together. No. Yeah. Nah, 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 it yeah. always goes together. Yeah. There's no point in wrestling if you're not trying to put your foot on your face. I. Some people pin. They go for the, the mm-hmm. three-point pin. Mm-hmm. And wrestle. I go foot on the face. That's way. What's more? What, what's what's more of a victory? Putting my nasty t- toenails. So like feet. here. So there you go. Yeah. You now admitted yeah. your feet are nasty. Why oh, would you are. put your nasty feet on your wife? Victory, winning. That is just so messed up. Yeah. Man. Well, you know, I, I'm. It's listen, a tough world. My wife has never slapped me. Mm-hmm. She's. I'm getting punched. Because you have Bigfoot. No, feet. I am getting punished. You have no, giant, because it's hairy no, because feet. it's so demeaning. Because of your gross feet. No, your feet as well. It's no, demeaning. My feet are smooth. No woman is sitting there going, "Put your foot on my face." Yeah, mine are smooth and soft like a seal. You know, goodness, yeah. I don't, I don't. All right, nobody cares about. That. No, no one cares because it's really gross. Um, you know what we should talk about? Yeah, is how talk you about could the, not how the coronavirus. Uh, yeah, but hold on before we get to that. Oh. You know what? We talked on Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Joey, we hung out yesterday. We yeah, had so, an opportunity. I got off work early, so I texted mm-hmm. Joe. I'm like, hey, man. Or I texted before I was going to get off. I was like, hey, you know, let's, you hang wanna, out. let's hang out because I'm going to be able to leave early. Yeah. I'd love to be able to go smoke a cigar with you. Mm-hmm. No other agenda, no which, agenda. of course, Joe automatically thinks there's some other agenda. It's just funny to tease you about it. So, yeah, we go there, and mm-hmm. it's nice and quiet. TV's not on. Well, so I got there earlier, mm-hmm. and I went to Harold, the guy that's working there. And I, I go, didn't know this. And I go, Harold, uh, where is the remote for the TV? He mm-hmm. goes, I got it right back here. I'm like, all right. Now, it's either A, you're going to give it to me, or B, anyone asked for it, you're not going to give it to them. Because it's nice and quiet. I want to relax. I don't want the TV blaring. We don't need people, some Netflix Marvel show. Whatever. Blaring. I'm like, just either hide it or give it to me and I'll deal with the people. He's like, oh man, don't worry. I got you. No one's going to get it. Perfect. Perfect. Nice and quiet. Oh, so it's finally quiet in there. And there's uh, two gentlemen sitting in this circle of, of recliner style chairs. Enjoying each other's company. Yep. Jimmy and I are sitting there. Enjoying each other's company. Yep. Just good masculine fellowship right and then homeboy walks in mm-hmm. yeah he's in his 30s he walks in and he gets a cigar and he sits down right next to me yeah yeah and he pulls up his phone and starts watching videos full full blast i mean loud loud super loud and it was like cartoon cra- you know those kids cartoons kids watch today and just no, of no, screaming I, and no, no 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 this was family guy oh, was it? oh yeah it was okay it, it was loud it was loud and then he went to tiktok yeah, and then sports center yeah Oh my goodness. And so I keep looking at him thinking he might look at me and that would all that would be need to be said. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Joe's like, I'm going to say something. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I, what I said was, uh, I said, Oh, you're going to say the full thing. I said, I said, I want to say something, but then I said, you know what? God calls us. Sometimes we have to be what God calls us to be and mm-hmm. not what we want to be. That's what I said to you. That's what you said. It's indicating I'm not going to say a thing. Hey, yeah, nothing. I'm, I'm just going gonna, to I'm just go, suffer. I am going to suffer well. Even though this guy is being inconsiderate of everybody else around mm-hmm. him, blasting his phone. Yep. And then 15 seconds later, I was like, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I look over at the guy. I'm like, hey, man. And he doesn't, he doesn't acknowledge me. So I, oh, I, yeah, I bang the, on the table. I'm like, hey, man. on the table. And I'm, I'm smiling when I'm asking him. I'm like, hey, man. Yeah. And he looks over. And I said, hey, would you mind turning that down a little bit? Just a little bit. Yeah. And what'd he say? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to watch my show he, here. He, his first response was, why? Yeah. And I was like, well, it's a little loud, you know? And then he's like, well, you guys are talking and I'm watching shows. And I was like, well, 
I'm just asking, you know, yeah. just, it's just a little, it's a little loud. And so I was like, don't those things come with headphones? Oh, hold on. Here's what he said. Hold on, though. He goes, well, I, I don't know. I have an iPhone 11, and so the headphones don't work with it because they have it. They change it all the time. Yeah. That that was his defensive answer, yeah. which was beautiful. Yeah. And what'd you say, Joe? I was like, oh, that's weird because you know when I buy an iPhone, you know, it comes with headphones. <laughs> it comes with the earbuds right in there. So that's kind of weird, right? It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. So then, no, he did not turn it down. No, he but he did stop. He playing did it stop. As much. Yeah. yeah, he, he did stop a break. After that. And but he, yeah, but I felt so much better after I asked him to turn it down, even if he never. Turned it down at yeah, all. Yeah, Joe just had just to get it get off it, his just chest. asking and pointing out, hey, you know what, man? It's kind of loud. But it was really like- I didn't was, say turn it off. No, no, no. And it was, I don't know. I, I did not think it was out of bounds to ask that question. No. That's, that's, a, that's a very fair question to ask. Yeah. I was shocked at that response, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Like, I was not well, expecting that's, that. That's when it gets funny now. Because to me, like, when he yeah. responds like that, like now- Because oh, if so someone we, had said that to me, first of all, I would, never, would I, wouldn't, I would never do it. Never. If I'm somewhere, even like I went to Levita earlier with you, I made sure to put my headphones yep. in because I was like, I want to listen to this other podcast and I'm just going to relax, mm-hmm. listen to the podcast and play like Candy Crush. And it sounds better anyways with the earbuds. Because you can turn it up, yeah. right? And But I would, ne- I, I would never go into a place and never travel. I would never sit there and have no. where... Other people are having to listen to whatever I'm enjoying, so yeah. it was it was shocking to me that that even happened. But if I did for some odd reason, and someone's like, "Hey, could you turn down a little bit?" <gasps> I'd be mortified. Oh yeah, I'm I would turn so, it off. I'm like, sorry, I'm so sorry. I maybe I wouldn't sit in like a circle of men having a conversation and like just turn it up. Maybe go sit in the corner or something. I don't know, man. It was weird. Uh, and, you know. So Joe Joe was able to get his. Uh, oh, so he got he was able to get his beef on. Oh, that was. That was fun. Yeah. You know, you, okay. you were happy. I, I'm a conversationalist, you know? I just like talking to people. Oh, is that what it is? That's what they call pre-evangelism right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, you mm. alluded to it earlier. What you're talking about is corona killing your church. People, you, do you remember? Oh, do I remember? Do you remember when the whole corona thing started and churches were shut down? Mm-hmm. And there was this general consensus by a lot of really smart people like, hey, you know what? When this is over. There's going to be a big return of people to church. More yeah, people are going yeah, to be yeah. coming to church after this than we're going before this. Before this, and it's yeah. all guesswork, but you know, I I, th- I thought there was a there lot was of merit optimistic to that. thinking. Yeah, and then George Floyd's murder and the continuing divisions mm-hmm. and the the ratcheting up of the hostility between different people groups and political perspectives, and so now most people that I know are saying like. Yeah, after all this, church is probably going to be smaller. Oh, I think so. I think so. I think so. I think. I think. Uh, I think people are are. I think people are just getting just on the fringe are going to be falling. Yeah, I think falling that's, away. I think that's something that we've you know we're, everybody should see that we talked about that as elders. You know, after a few months into this, we all sort of agreed that you know churches are going to be feeling different after this um, yeah, yeah, some yeah. of that for the better some of it maybe for the worse but not being able to go to church for a, a long period of time means that people that were thinking about leaving or maybe were on the bubble and weren't really committed or maybe mm-hmm. people that were just thinking of transitioning out because of various reasons it, it's a yeah yeah it's a good opportunity yeah so let's talk first about division right the division within the church that can kill the church that could kill a church a, a church not the church yeah yeah, yeah. but that, yeah that can that can kill a church right there right is you've got people uh with different ideologies and mm-hmm. different opinions and unfortunately 
number of them are pretty vocal on both sides, right? Oh, yeah. And it's it's very much a just that division within, and mm. we see that even within our church, right? Yeah. Uh, some people are vocal about it. I haven't seen, I've seen anti-mask, the whole anti thing, anti-corona, anti, like this is just. Uh, I think we're all anti-corona, Jimmy. No, but I'm talking about, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Anti-believing that it's real or that's a threat right. or anti, uh, somehow this is a government conspiracy, uh, or it's a big social experiment to see how far they could push people, uh, into, you know, being subservient to the government. Or even uh, on the softer end, people just saying like the mask thing doesn't work. It's not, we don't believe it's a, it's anything. Yeah. So I see that more within our church rather than the other end of the spectrum. But of, we see that end too. I don't see it as I, much I, at our church. N- no, but we we do have that represented in our church. Oh, we have it represented, yeah. but I don't see the vocal, no. the divisiveness of it, right? right? Um, where others probably see a bit more of either one, yeah. right? Um, and I would say even in our church, though, that, you know, we have people like, like I can think of a person who, I can think of a couple people, don't, they're not down with the mask thing, and they don't want to wear the mask thing, mm-hmm. but when they come to church, uh, they come, no complaint, yep. wear the mask uh, for first service if they're coming yep. or yep, whatever, yeah, yeah. and uh, it like too, super chill, not divisive, not angry. About yeah. It. So, uh, but I think for some churches, they're seeing that divisiveness or at least maybe, maybe not. Maybe that's unfair of me to say that because I don't go to those churches. Maybe it's, I'm seeing it more on social media and it's making assumptions on that. Maybe, I, but I, I do think that, that the divisions are being highlighted and people are increasingly choosing sides in the world, which will or at least can have an impact on how we relate to each other inside the church. Now, sometimes yeah. that, you know, like when it comes to racism and prejudice, right? Uh, you can't, you know, you can't faithfully follow Jesus and be a racist, right? You, you, you can be a believer and, and harbor racism. That obviously happens, but you're not faithfully following Christ in that, like you are sinning in that. And a church should not tolerate racism in its in its congregation it should address the congregational sins Mm -hmm. so that's fine but when it comes to strategizing on how to deal with problems in the world through you know uh political uh operations and mechanisms like they're like that's not necessarily a sin issue that might be just a strategy issue but these divisions are being so highlighted in the world that i i do think that it's fair to say that if division can kill a local church and we've all seen it happen, yeah, uh, we are ripe to see some churches fall because of the increasing division. And I'm not just talking about like the, uh, the really big things that are super popular or the super vocal angry people. I just mean some people will be so internally put off because the church isn't where they are on some of these issues that they will just want to go in a different direction. Mm. And, and that's, they have that, they have the right to do that of, of course, but I've always believed that the church is supposed to be, that the local church is supposed to be a gathering of believers who are all very different in their background and perspective, you know, in their world, their experiences. So that like among Jesus disciples, you can have a, a zealot and a tax collector following Jesus together in unity. You can, and we've always been able to have Democrats and Republicans and third party people work together for the mission of the church without there being a beef. But 
I am concerned that, you know, as we move throughout 2020, that that could become a, a greater challenge for some of our churches than it was before. Yeah. I think another thing that that can wind up killing the church or at least, you know, bringing some harm to it is the general sense of discouragement that leadership can feel during this time. Oh, and members as well, of course. Um, you know, discouragement because we can't do the things that we've always done or uh, the things that we're called to do even, right? I know some some churches are are doing their thing. Like we're actually meeting. We've been meeting for, what, eight weeks now? Uh, six. I thought it was, no, six, seven weeks. Six weeks. I thought you, yeah. All right. I waited till after a certain time period to go get the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, you're wrong, but continue. Okay. I want I want to be proven that I'm wrong. So I'm gonna look this up. I'm not gonna need to prove it. July, no, but it will make me feel better. Mm. All right. So we start, we have not met for eight weeks. Yeah. This will be the eighth coming up on Sunday tomorrow. Seventh. No. Okay. Mm. So if you uh, if Jimmy if Jimmy has to issue an apology, uh, why? Sure that's why am I gonna apologize? Because if you're wrong, you're gonna have to no. apologize. Sure. Anyways, tell anybody I'm wrong. Probably right. Um. So yeah, we but we've been at it for uh, getting close now to two months, um, and and we've got one service that's really locked down and one service that's more open, and uh, and by the grace of God, everybody's okay right now. Yeah. We've, we're distancing, we're taking we're lots of cleaning and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. We have great teams and great servants, but I think that um, the, the 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 discouragement that comes with all of this stuff is enough to have an impact on leadership or especially a church where it's like a pastor by himself. He's got one pastor yeah. and no, but you know what? I didn't even consider that. Yeah. That's how selfish I am. I didn't even no, for real. I never even considered that uh lone staff pastor, that lone pastor, no elders, no elders, or maybe one other elder or like no deacons, like trying to navigate this alone. I didn't even consider that. That is, that's hard, man. Pray yeah. for those pastors. Pray yeah. for these these small church pastors that are uh, on their own in the midst of this. Because here's the thing, it's like you, no matter what we do, we're wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's either it's either that's the position that we're in. Yeah. And even at Redeemer, even at Redeemer, that's what I'm talking about. Like it doesn't matter what we do, we're wrong. We're not going to satisfy this side. We're not going to satisfy that side. So both sides aren't really happy with it, right? And you know, even the people that you would think understand the 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 notion of mitigating your risk, mm -hmm. they don't. They even they're against you, and you have right. to sit there and go, "Come on, what what is this?" What is this? Like if, if you were, if we were counseling or dealing with anything else and advising, we would be advising precaution in yeah. the midst of this. And so it's like trying to, as pastors work through the best way of how do we shepherd our people, be faithful to the word of, be faithful to scripture, yet at the same time, not under quite fully grasping what's going on. How do we then take care of this and yeah. take care of our people in the midst of this? And then it's like, Oh no, you've just succumbed to the, you just succumbed to it. It's like, all right, you know what? You can't win. You're worshiping. So you obviously don't care about people getting sick or you're worshiping, but you have masks. So you obviously, you're just uh, given into the yeah. government narrative. And here, here's the thing. Most churches that I know, in fact, all the churches that I'm familiar with, um, all of their decisions are being made in light of bearing the responsibility of caring for people. Yeah. And so, well, if it was just me and my family, then we would have to take care of ourselves and it would be a rather simple decision. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is what we're going to do. And uh, I'm only responsible for that little 
little group. But as a church, like we're responsible for all of these people gathering together in various forms at different times. And so we have to make sure that we are doing what we can to protect them and not put them needlessly in danger. So yeah, we've got to figure out what's the best way to do that. We've, we've, after much prayer and, and strategy and talking and listening and reading, we decided on a particular course of action that our conscience is clear with, that we think squares uh, with the Word of God. And, yeah, and most churches are trying to do that. Even if, even if, even if we disagree with what they're doing or not doing, they're trying to do, and they're prayerfully, you know, uh, uh, feel like they're, 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 they're praying about it. Right. Like, and that's just it. And so it's not like we're just throwing out strategies. It's not like we're just going, you know, by the seat of our pants. Right. And so that's where we need to be giving these leadership, uh, at, at your local church, a bit more grace here, like, and, and pray for them because this is not, this is not easy. It's not, it's not as easy as I think people want it. That think that it should be right. No, it, it, well, it's it's brutally difficult and and it's it's heart wrenching. And here's another thing. Here's another. Thing. Here's another thing. Here's another. Um, this is, we'll call this. I'm gonna call this an aside. No, this is JoJo this, Unchained. This is this is this is like a parenthetical sort of idea here because mm-hmm. I've almost like a few times gone live with this. Um, oh, on, on the Instagram. All right, so Mark Dever and Capitol Hill Baptist Church, mm-hmm. they're encouraging you know. Keep your distance, wear yeah, masks, yeah, yeah. don't gather for worship, whatever you gotta do. They're 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 pushing for safety and uh boy, people just people just wanna hate on Dever. First of all, Dever's a genius, so uh maybe just do some listening there. Even if you disagree with him, maybe show yeah, some yeah. respect. But anyways, uh so there people are just blasting him as not taking the means of grace seriously and not being a pastor or whatever. They're just blasting him. Mm-hmm. And then you got John MacArthur. Yeah. John MacArthur gathering thousands of John people Wayne MacArthur. John, no, John Wayne was kind of cool. Anyways, MacArthur's cool. <sighs> what? In what world does anybody think? You know who's really cool? Oh, I'm not talking John about, MacArthur. But I, but I am saying the man is is committed to his his principles and yeah yeah yeah. So I, so you know what? So was Hitler. Oh, <laughs> you're, yeah, we you're, always have, oh, you're really going to, yeah. And that's the divisive nature of conversation on social right. media that's right exactly now. It's just go straight to Hitler. Go straight to you Hitler. You don't like that person? Hitler. <laughs> right? And you like, know who else was a human being? Hitler. Hitler. Like, but no, I mean, but seriously though, like, you know, MacArthur is consistent. He's consistent. Yeah. He is consistent. And whether how, what people agree and disagree with them, we can all agree. The man has been uh, a faithful steward and has, uh, has provided a lot of resources that has been good for the church. Great preacher. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, got some bad theology in there, but whatever. So, um, but my point was, is like, so he is doing the opposite. His church is gathering together in California, which is an opposite of what he said he was doing a month and a half ago, but continue. So he got, he has everybody together and no masks and preaching full crowd sort of a situation. And there's a whole group of people hating on him. Yeah. So you got these two guys both trying to take care of their churches and you know what? It's none of my business what they do in this decision-making with their church. Now, um, it's fair game to talk about. It's, it's totally appropriate for us to learn from and, and reject what certain congregations are doing. But man, can we just focus on our own churches for a bit? Well, not just that, but then even in the midst of the conversation, can't it be civil? There's yes. some things out there people are saying about like about MacArthur or yeah. Dever that I think is, is completely wrong. And I think it's slanderous. It's absolutely wrong. It's yeah. If it's not slanderous, it's certainly 
uh, oftentimes unchristian, unkind, right? It is, uh, in, but yeah, oftentimes it is as well, uh, slanderous. So I, I just, man, it, right now with everything that's going on, everybody's stressed out and hurting and discouraged. Yeah, um, maybe show a little grace and compassion to each other. Everybody's confused. Nobody really knows what's going on. I'm always getting stuff sent to me like, here's here's what's happening and here's the new most current facts, but they change every week. It's like, we don't know. We're trying to figure it out. So man, just, but let's, let's be kind. Let's focus on our churches where we bear the responsibility. That's what I'm thinking. All yeah, right. but I think we can agree things went a little overboard on it. Like I'm at least going to say that. Overboard on what? Just, you know. Oh, you mean the laws? Just a shutdown and everything. Of course. Just everything went over. I, right, listen, we can at least agree on that, right? I'm not afraid to share my opinion on yeah. anything. I will always share my opinion. But um, but when we're dealing with each other and with these opinions, we need to be you know kind to one another and try to understand what each person where each person is coming from. Because it's like, yeah, I listen, the government, I think, is, is overreaching and uh, in some ways- No, but come on now. Trump has total authority. <laughs> Come on now, he and he can go ahead and push back the election. Sure. He could delay. Oh, he's the just gonna, he's, uh, he just said he's going to delete TikTok. <laughs> he could just do that. Really. He's okay. got total authority. <laughs> so all I'm all, all I'm saying is is like you know I have strong opinions about everything. Jimmy has strong opinions yeah. about everything, but we also know that some of our convictions based on Scripture are the ones that we're going to die for, and then some other ones are a little bit lesser, uh, and then even the ones below that that just don't really matter at all. Like we can even laugh about those, but. Be kind to each other. All right, so we're talking about how Corona can kill the church. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the fall off, right? People are just yep. going to naturally. Some people fall are just—they're already on the edge. Yeah, and they're it's good yeah. time. It's, like, it's, it's, it is good. Out. It is perfect timing. Don't lose hope because of that. That that would have happened anyways. Eventually, they're just taking this opportunity. The the unnecessary division that comes from picking teams against uh, with which or with whom we're going to fight the other team. There's mm-hmm. the discouragement that comes from it. What else is a is a thing that poses a threat to our churches yeah i mean uh, uh just people don't like talking about it, but finances mm-hmm. i mean that 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 does affect sure. uh, unless you've got a, a maybe not robust but unless you've already got the mechanism in place and some people are going to it to online giving um with, without yeah you miss the passing of the plate and even if you do have the online giving Get, offerings are going to be down for a lot of churches well, and because there's a lot of families that are affected with yeah. this shutdown and, and individuals that are uh, forced to not work. Yeah. And that's so, I mean, I, I have a whole thing on discouragement as an individual with the whole essential non-essential label. Mm-hmm. I just struggle with that so much. What do you say to somebody that like that? How are you saying that? Like you, you've already, yeah, that's got to be like, a that's got to mess with you. Like I've made my life decisions and now I'm deemed non-essential to society. Yeah. And I think you see, for me, like I look at that, that whole thing and go, well, that's an emotional reaction. That's not a thoughtful reaction to the problem, but that doesn't mean it's an illegitimate reaction. And it doesn't mean that we don't have to walk people through that because when they say essential, non-essential, they're not saying it in an absolute sense. They're saying for, uh, for services and goods to be running so that we don't run out of food and electricity it's a relative term that they're using, but you're right that 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 has a huge impact on people in terms of how they feel. And, you know, what is not maybe essential to uh, keeping a city running, uh, your job is 
even more essential to keeping your family alive. Exactly. And so it's like, yeah, and so yeah, on now what these level, are and then we and, and then here we have individuals that are unable to work or have yep. been unable unable to work, and they're taking a financial hit, yeah. losing their jobs. Some of them, yeah, like people being like, furloughed, stores and, yep. being shut down for good, restaurants. I mean, yep. they're, they're talking. I, I, you know what? I don't want to throw the number out there. Never mind. I'll throw it out there. Throw it out there. You yeah. were wrong about other stuff. No, 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 no. But they're talking about like thirty percent of restaurants gone. Yeah, gone. Yeah. So I mean, there's just the, the financial component is serious, and so you know, and you there, every church can lose out here because the larger churches have much more overhead because they build these huge buildings and they've got much more staff, and so they have a hard time meeting their budget. Smaller churches with only uh, maybe one staff person or two staff people, well, they have less money coming in as well, mm-hmm. even so, even though they have maybe smaller overhead and less staff, uh, but they have a smaller budget. So the implications are oftentimes the same. People can lose their jobs, have lost their jobs, and in the church, this can be, I mean, listen, some churches do fold entirely because there simply is no way to support the the ministry. And if there's no way to support the ministry, the church is closed. That happens all the time. Yeah. So that could be a thing. There's one other thing. Uh, and before we talk about it, um, the, the, what I think is a, is something that can kill the church, and I think it is potentially a real problem for a lot of churches. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that uh, the 2020 Doctrine and Devotion Conference on Covenant Theology is going down on Friday and Saturday, that's September 18th and 19th in Geneva, Illinois, is actually where it's going to happen. Um, you can get all of the details at our website, doctrineanddevotion.com slash conference. But this two-day conference is all on covenant theology, and it's going to be led by Dr. Sam mm. Renahan. Sam the man Renahan. Yeah, we're going to be encouraging you guys to get his book. And uh, th- now this is a great conference because it, this is the kind of conference where you're going to have great fellowship. You're, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, yeah. you're going to have great teaching, but it's the kind of teaching that will, if you're already a covenant theologian, it's going to sharpen you. It's going to, it's going to bring you further or deeper into it. But if you're new to covenant theology and you're not even sure, you'll be able to walk right into it, right? We'll start and we'll start wading in. And by the end, you'll be swimming, man. Breaststroke going to be awesome. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you can just head on over to doctrineanddevotion.com slash conference to get all the details and to register. All right. One last one, Joe. All right. So I think one of the things that I think, one of the ways in which Corona can uh, speed along the demise of our churches is through um, the wrong focus, we'll say. Um, hmm. People, leaders in particular. Some leaders have begun to shift their focus towards certain, perhaps very important, but in the grand scheme of things, somewhat secondary issues. And so when your church and your people have grown accustomed to a gospel focus, a focus on proclaiming the the word of God, the whole counsel of God, uh, expository preaching. If that, if that's what you have been doing and making disciples, if you suddenly begin to shift and now your focus is more on, say, social justice, uh, pro or con, uh, that that shift in focus is likely to bring a significant disruption to the unity of your church. Yeah, because now the focus isn't Christ. 
but it's this secondary, though important issue, and enforcing people to pick a side on that particular issue in particular ways, it leaves them very little room for common ground in Christ because Christ has been essentially pushed to the side. Whereas if our focus remains Jesus, if it remains the scripture, then we're pushing that forward. Everybody gets on that same level. And Mm. now from there, we can begin to look at, examine, and interact with these ideas. So for me, it is you push the word of God and, and establish the, the truth and the doctrines that are there for everybody to see, understand, and rest upon. And then from that position, we're able to now engage in these secondary issues that are important. But the focus of many churches does, has, I've seen it shift. And I've even had people send me like, hey, my, my church is starting to send out these letters or they're doing this series now. And mm. again, topical series are great. We do them too. Um, but how you go about it and what remains the driving force, the emphasis, the focus, what's the mission of the church. That needs to be, especially now, I think that needs to be repeated. It needs to be emphasized. It needs to be revisited because uh, I think we're all somewhat distracted. I mean, I'm I'm distracted. There's a lot going on. And uh, it's easy to sort of take our eyes off of the one on whom we're supposed to fix them. I, I think that in, in my case, as a pastor, it's easy for me to get overly frustrated by all of the distraction that I see out there, but then mm-hmm. that becomes my distraction and I become overly fixated on it. What about you? What do you, what do you think, do you see a, a drift in focus among some church leaders that could bring harm to the church? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you see it because, I mean, a lot of people are kind of going with where the culture is going or where society is going. And, and they sit there and think because it's a big conversation here, it must be a bigger conversation here. Yeah. And I think there's 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 a sense I agree with that. Yeah. Right. Like as a church, we should be leading the way on 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 things. But our, our focus should always be the gospel. Our focus should always be making disciples as disciples. Um, and that's that's really i think what we should be about right yeah don't don't lose the opportunity to be the 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 agent of god to bring about real transformation that does address those sins those abuses those evils that those those acts of lunacy man there are crazy people on every side of these these debates and these crises yeah craziness on both sides uh the gospel should raise us up and the truth of god should raise us up to not just be the voice of sanity but the voice of prophecy in that reform sense well we'd love to hear your thoughts you could follow us online on instagram and twitter at doc and diva or on facebook slash doctrine and devotion you can head to the website drvotion.com there you can contact us you can sign up for the email blast hit up the store joefostore.com and grab some gear fresh product every monday and thursday blog post on wednesdays later